Leet. What? Leet. What? Leet. Who? Leet. Leet? What's leet? Leet. Leet? Leet. Dude, you are making no sense whatsoever. We're moving on. Goofball sitting here goofing around. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, even with the two weeks, you know, and we, we, you know, theming things out and that type of deal, it's, it's, it's rough to script. It would be rough to script an hour long show every two weeks. I mean, we see each other when we can and, and we kind of go from there. That's true. This week, uh, our, our theme is going to be about spoilers. Uh huh. And, uh, spoilers on cars. Mm. You know, they help to keep the rear end down. They do. I saw a huge one today on a Kia. On a Kia? Yeah, and the car didn't look like it could do over 75, 80, at least not without doing some kind of Jetsons noise. (laughs) I wish I could make that noise. Well, anyway, but the first thing that we're going to do is that we have one apology and many shout-outs. Yes. Uh, Do we want to begin with the apology? Yeah, why don't you apologize first? Because that was a pretty awkward situation. It it was. I just really quick want to apologize to Death's Shadow. Hey, man, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, You do get bigger as I get smaller and not the other way around. Um, And you were right about it being weird like that. So, thanks. Sorry about that. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Man, he got pretty pissed off. He's a he can he can be stern. Yeah, and you can never tell which way he's going. He's got a pretty dark sense of humor. Well, and then so we're we're gonna move on to the shout outs and I just have a little list of people who have written into us uh at dredgingforhumor at gmail dot com, which is the best place to get to us. So so first off I'd like to say uh to Akron five O I, uh, thanks for that fondue recipe. It was fantastic. Mm. Uh, my girlfriend said she'd never had better fondue in her life. Tasty. Mm-hmm. To Moto Pimp 5 for all the help uh, that you gave me in making my weenie deck bigger and better. Mm. Moto Pimp, here's a shout-out for you. Uh, limited only 62. Uh, the answer is they bled right into Blightning. I did it. Oh, my God. The Moto Pimp thing. That was the best shout-out ever. Moto Pimp. <laughs> I'd really like to give out a big thanks to DFH number one fan. Uh, you know, man, you're keeping the box full of happy thoughts, and and they've been keeping me aloft in these last couple of weeks since my hours got reduced at work. Haggis UK, uh, thank you for getting the British contingent on our side. It's nice to know that we have listeners over there in the uh, 
UK. Yeah, I'm I'm beginning to wonder if we're not bigger in Europe than we are here. Yeah, like we have opposite Beatles syndrome. Maybe, maybe we got that sausage from Hans. That's true. And I just wonder what I wonder what our following is like in Japan. That's I can't eat fish. I wonder, you know, someday down the road, wouldn't it be interesting? Like two years down the road, we're watching some weird, like America sees Japanese animation thing going on, and and there, there's our voices, but they're animated into like some weird giant eyed thing. We have like super huge eyes and like blue and purple hair. Uh huh. Exactly, and 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 yeah. are wearing like Japanese schoolgirl dresses. I don't know about that, but oh, anime. Yeah, anime. Right. To taps for the ladies, uh, I just have to say thanks for the great advice about when to sleeve it. Uh, And then to uh, the name that was written in dollar signs, pounds, and percentage symbols that I I think I deciphered it. Was it it Shapeshifter? I can't even read that. I I know, it's weird. I I, I never really understood people writing in symbols. I I mean, it, it makes a little bit of sense. It's like dollar sign, pound, at symbol. I get that. But it, it's like when it goes into shifter, it doesn't really read like shifter. So, so what I have to say to you is uh, WTF. Uh, and then also the the last shout out I have is to Art Buff Twelve. You know, man, I too wish that Michelangelo was around painting art for wizards. I think that a lot of the magic cards today would be phenomenal. The angels especially would be great if Michelangelo was doing them. You know, him and and then like also like you could get some really good stuff with Salvador Dali. Could you imagine if Salvador Dali was doing those stuff now? Like all the melting clocks and like it'd be time counters and Wow. Or or Picasso, and he'd be, like, in the middle of his play blue period. Personally, I'd like to see Georgia O'Keeffe do a cycle of cards, because I'd love some vigilant vaginal wallflowers. So it's it's actually Wednesday the 24th, and in the last hour, there's been a whole brand new spoiler put up. They're dropping more spoilers than my granddad after he eats an egg salad. Wow. Well, on that note, I think we'll take our first break and return with Newbie to take a look at the spoilers for Rise of the Eldrazi. See you on the other side. I've never admitted this to anybody before, but my fire is quenchable. Once, at the Alara Reborn pre-release, I laughed at my opponent when he bloodbraided into a field mist border post, and then I did it, and I wasn't even playing border posts. Sometimes when playing in tournaments, I like to eat beans before I go, and then crop dust all the other tournament tables. Once, about a month after my aunt had passed away, I was playing in an M10 sealed. I gave up on the game and showed my opponent the hand that I had, and he said, Oh man, you could have had me. You could have played Gravedigger and pulled your dead aunt back from the grave. I totally lost it. Coming this summer to Dredging for Humor, Confessions of a Magic Player. Marvel at the idiotic stories as told by the players themselves. Someday I would like to perform an interpretive dance based on the guilds of Ravnica. Palomar Excavator is awesome. Yeah, that's what I kind of like is that people can write in and say, no, you're not insane. You're just getting it wrong. 
it was what if it's a little of both? Okay, so we're what what are we doing? You guys want me to do something. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to talk about myself? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to like read something off of a sheet? Uh, how about uh, we don't script the show? You don't script the show. Do you edit the show? No, but this line right here is yours. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. No, actually, we brought you here so that you would go over the spoilers with us. Okay, and I know that there's like what there's these Eldrazi things that are big, and they've got that annihilate thing, which is kind of cool. And then there's like three, four of them now. See, so there's the totem armors, and then there's the the little mushroom guys. No, no, that's a one up. What's a level up? <laughs> There's mushroom guys? <laughs> you know, no, level up, one up, whatever. Sa- not you know, Mario, come on. Level up. Oh, oh, the levelers. Right. The is that new what's, is levelers. That what's yeah. is level, level up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Doom. this idea of totem Doom. armor. Doom. Yeah. Doom. yeah plus one, plus one, and first strike for one white, and if the creature would die, you don't get a two for one off of that. I mean, unless you, like, path or something the creature or O-ring it, but, I mean, your standard removal is not going to two-for-one it, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, I agree. I like the totem armor. I'm all about it. I want to ride around in a big patronus and try and explain to people that Wizards R&D isn't actually biting Harry Potter. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Dude had mentioned earlier, it was like, you know... You look at the woman that's in the hyena, though. What, what was that you were saying about the hyena? Uh, that it would suck to uh, to have gotten the hyena. Because when you look at the art in the card, it looks like she's kind of bummed a little. Like like Wonder Woman got the cool invisible jet and she got the <laughs> dog. You know? And even even the even the woman that kept her mouth shut got the elephant. You know? And it's like, she. I think she's upset. Um so the totem armors you're liking? It's an I, I enchantment, like it. dude. Get over it. Whatever. You fucking... You're... Dude, you're not I'm supposed sorry. to be the aggressive you, one against me. It's him. You're right. You are totally Get correct. character. You are totally it. correct. I shouldn't... I should not disenchantments that bad. It's a freaking aura. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is an aura. It is. But it's an enchantment aura. Right, right. So aura, what? I mean, there's there's special stuff for auras, right? And 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 now my wild nactal has both the totem armor and gigantiform. <laughs> I'm going to attack you. Okay, I will uh, ping you with my hasty uh, basilisk collar guy. Ping, and that's the that's what she wrote there. Yeah, my cunning spark mage basilisk. Against the nactal with plus one plus one. If you get two out, maybe, and you don't have a, a mountain or a plains there. You, you, I mean, it's beginning to look like a different card game. When you start stacking, I don't know, eight enchantments on the one creature, you're not playing magic anymore. You're playing rage. You're playing vampire. You're, you know, it's like, dude, spread them out. You you know, talking about that, actually, Newbie actually made it to the draft last weekend. And did. And there was, there, I think there were two times where I saw that you had, uh, you had multiple enchantments stacked on yeah. one creature. It's because that's the only options I had at that point. Right. And they were badass because it was unblockable. It was untouchable. So, so what did you it have? Had, it had, had Shroud. It had... Had you considered the option of maybe only running one? Sure, yeah, but they were two different enchantments. So, like, you know. Okay. I know. I know. I know. You, I see the look of disappointment on your face, dude. 
I just, you know what it is? Is I want it to work. I do too. I want the logic behind it to work. I want people to I be want like rats to work. Auras are bitching. I can't wait to get a hold of these new auras. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool if we lived in a world where that was a freaking reality? But it's just not. It's not cool. It's just, it's, it's not there. You line them up, you know, you give them shroud, shit falls off, and then bam, they're dead. They're in your graveyard. You're going home and yeah. you're waiting for next Friday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, in the mana, in the mana sense of things, I couldn't agree with you more. It's like, but, why are you going to spend all this mana putting all this shit on something? Well, I'm getting the wrap it up button over here. Um, so I'm done. Is uh, that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So finally, I think I think I may have brought it back around. It is definitely a contest. I I have to apologize. Maybe maybe you both equal yourselves in how much. Well, I have no argument whatsoever. He actually has a valid point. I just like enchantments because they're enchanting. No, no, because I like their aura. Their aura. I really like that. You really have a red aura right yeah. now. You you have a very hyenish aura. <laughs> My blood braid elf has protection from bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my lord. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, in the so, Orzhov deck, how many times did Pillory the Sleepless piss you the fuck off? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give it up for Pillory. I, I will... I'll give it a woot, woot. Because... Right, because it was just anything... I give carte blanche to anything that was from that entire block. Yeah. It could be like, you know, the the card could be named Crap Card from Guild Pact, and I'd be like, that can go in a deck. That can go somewhere. It has a home. It was Ravnica. Remember Ravnica? You know, and then you see that gleam in other players' eyes. I, I remember Ravnica like it was the first set that I ever played. It right. was, yes, that was, and I believe that was, that was just after Moreau got rolling with his year plan. Was that the beginning of his? That was, wasn't it? That's what you told Is me. it a five, six year plan? I keep screwing this up. I don't know, but I need a six year plan on how to figure out whether it was a five or six year plan. Mm. I'm ready for that high. My I need to figure out if dude. I like level up. Yeah, level up is a very interesting thing. I, I definitely like how it's working on uh, the, uh, the blue creature, the the chronologist. Yeah. yeah, the chronologist. I like I like how easy it is. You know, you get him into play. What does he cost to get in? He's a one colorless, one blue human wizard. One three level up for one blue. When he's at levels four through six, he's a two four, and at level seven plus, at the beginning of each end step, if it's not your turn, take another turn after this one, and he is a three five. Exactly. So, but would they come into play with a level counter on them? It doesn't state that anywhere. They would unless. They had an aura that, that said, creatures that can level up come in at maximum level, comma, dude. But aura is <laughs> an enchantment that's an attached enchantment. It's not a global, right? That's the definition of aura, isn't it? I, I, I'm not a fan of the leveling up crap. I, I'm, I can't say I'm a fan I miss of figure of destiny, but it's, yeah. and everybody's like, oh, it's the same. No, it's not the same. It's different. It is ever yeah. so slightly different, but it's different, and it's... It's come on. It's D and D. It's D and D. I don't like that. It's, it's you know what it's all. You ooh. know what it is. Also, it's kind of a, a mana driven planeswalker in a lot of ways. Like it's like you're adding counters to it to get effects. You know, but you can't take it. I mean, it's you know that's a very sad analogy. But I mean, 
you know, you're putting... So, okay, does it come into play with a level up counter on it or not? And are they counters? That's what I know. That's what I want to know. All right, well, we'll have to figure that out. We'll okay. do some research on it for because sure. Because if it comes in at one colorless, one blue with nothing on it, on turn three, you can make it a level three. But if it comes in on turn three, it's a level four. So it's a two, two four on turn three. Well, it would make sense. That Assuming it's, it lives. It's got to be coming. It's got to come in as a level one because what else would it be? It would just be... Yeah, there's like no... I can't imagine level zero. But if it says count, <clears throat> if it says... If it says put a level up counter on it, so do creatures come in at level play? zero? That's right. the question. That's the question. Is there a level zero? Yeah. Okay. And the band goes to look it up. Shall I read off any more? Yeah. What else do you? What else are you? Are there any more auras? I want to drop them all now so we can get them out of the way. Congratulations, Paladin! You have reached level four. <laughs> Wizard needs food badly. Guard duty. One white enchanted creature has defender. Enchantment aura. So, okay, what are your feelings on that one? I'm happy. You like that, that one? That makes me very happy. You like that? Yes. Okay. Because well, it, it can mess with them, and then you can use it on yours because for some play, it and it'll gives Defender more dynamism. Yeah. Because Defender is... That makes Defender have a little bit more potential to... A little bit more potential to be a little bit more versatile. Right. Yeah. It's, you know... Like, yeah, this, the, the whole thing that happened in M10 with the... Uh, what's the name of that card? The, the card that can block... The Defender that can block as many... Right. What is the name of that card? I don't remember. What about the Defender card that, like, you gain life? Yeah, that's the new one in World Defenders. Right? It's yeah. like, Mraw. That's what I thought when I saw this, but then I also saw its utility as a way for one white to basically stop a beef from attacking. It's like, okay, you can keep it for defense, but you can't attack with it. And you might spend some mana. I spent one white to do that to your creature. Well, You're going to have to probably spend more than that to get rid of it. Right, and you've got to figure it's going to be great for Eldrazi, mm-hmm. right? So sure. If a, they have a huge Eldrazi, you with actually... With Annihilator. With right. Annihilator, so you get that on there. It's great. Your Eldrazi like, has guard um, duty. Yeah. It's like Lignify. Yeah, totally. You know, you're trying zero, zero four tree folk. folk. Yeah. Right. And, I'm, and I'm fond of auras that are attached to other creatures. Right. You know, opponent's creatures? You yeah. know, attaching Because then they have to spend mana to get rid of it. Mind right. you... Paralyzing grass. So, okay, tell me You're... why one white to give a creature plus one, plus one, and first strike is a bad deal. I don't see that as a bad deal at all. I see that as awesome. And not only that, it... Okay, fine. You can still remove it and get a two for one from I the actually, game. I agree with you but... wholeheartedly. Because for an aura, for one white aura that gives you first strike and your creature basically has limited regeneration. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. It, it's the, one of the very first effectively costed uh, enchantments, especially yeah. auras, that I've seen. Yeah. I'm digging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Then what do you got? Where, what's the other umbra? Okay, now that's five. Four colors, one white. Three, three, and vigilance with the totem armor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so into that one. Vig is nice. Three, three is nice. But the cost, I, I don't know, I feel costed out of that one. Yeah, five's a pretty heavy cost. Although, if you're getting the spawn tokens into play, that's not a very expensive cost. If you've got that's something true. out there... Well, no, this, oh no, the spawn tokens are just one colorless. But, see, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, it's so funny. Like, I saw these spawn tokens, and I'm like, ooh, instantly thinking, I'm going to use these to fucking cast Eldrazi, right? It's like, that's what I'm going to use them for. But no, I mean, their utility is another mana source. Speaking of which, what's the name of that guy that brings in the... Right. That's what you were talking about with doubling season. Yeah, with a doubling season. Wouldn't that be gross? Right, um, and then you bring oh. Michaeloth in to munch them all. And... Emrakul's Hacha. Hmm. Four colorless, one red. Creature Eldrazi Drone. Three, three. 
When Emrakul? Emrakul? E-M-R-A-K-U-M-R-A-K-U-M-R-A-K-U-M-R-A-K-U-M-R-A-K-U-M-R-A-K-U-M-R-A-K-U-M-R-A-K-U-M-R-A-K-U-M-R-A-K-
casting it. No. No. So Emmerich Cool's Happy Happy doesn't work out. <laughs> Neither does Kozilek. They totally thought about that. Anyway, so we're back. We're back from that last little break. Uh, who? Yeah, it was a rough I, one. Who was that sponsor? Dude, I, I seem to have lost the paper as to who that sponsor was. Oh, well. They'll probably won't be back again. Uh, so Thanks, we, though. So we're talking to a newbie here about the spoilers. Is there anything else that you wanted to go over? Um, well, I mean, you know, we could go... Well, actually, I just had a thought during the break there, listening to that awesome commercial. Who was that again? I don't know. I can't... Like I said, I can't find the paper. Let's but play, they were let's good. Let's play it back. Right, but I was just noticing it. that... Okay, I was thinking about this today. What if you had an Elvish Piper and you dropped one of these Eldrazi's with the Piper? Well, I'm reading... When you cast Emrakul, take an extra turn. Piper, or anything that puts it from your hand into play, you're not casting it. So you don't get that extra bump. With Emrakul, you don't get the extra turn. With Kozilek, you don't get the draw four cards. You still have a creature with Annihilator that's disgusting and huge, um, which is awesome. But hard casting gets you that extra juice. But, I mean, if you don't care about that, you're like, I've got my Piper out, dude. I'm going to put a bomb on the board. That's just pretty badass. Right. You just don't get the happy happy. You've got to cast them for the happy. Exactly. You have to cast them for the extra, you know, the extra fist. The Piper won't pull your trigger. No. (laughs) You won't. (laughs) Yeah. But you can still Piper. Although he likes pushing my buttons. You can't use the Piper. You can still Piper for beef. You can still Piper for beef. You can still you can Piper, Piper for, for beef, beef, but the beef won't pull your Piper's trigger. That's right. The tri- I'm sorry, the Piper won't, won't pull, pull your beef's beef trigger. trigger. That's the second time we've totally like mirrored each other's words today. Well, it's important. Jinx. You've you got to know when you have trigger-happy beef. <laughs> That's right. so true. Night that is so Cl- true. Yeah, level ups are interesting. Praise Vigilance. Okay, the temple. Yeah, the temple's pretty sweet for the Eldrazi. Um... And then what, what does the temple do? Uh, oh, it has one mana or two yeah. mana for Eldrazi stuff. Yeah. Oh, Eldrazi. There's praise vengeance is. though. Target creature. It's this rebound. What's going on with the rebound? Well, you know, I mean, it's they, like the beginning they, of next turn. What if you got no creature left? Well, like, what I understand, onto, what okay. I understand is they talked to multiple actors who've been to the Betty Ford Clinic, right? And they asked what they'd like to do if they were playing Magic. Oh, I thought they were talking to me after all my last, you know, last several breakups. Well, there is that too, but except that's not the kind of rebound. Oh, well, maybe it is. Yeah, it's like, vengeance. get dumb. Noob's Go vengeance. get some next turn. What's up? I like that. Noob's vengeance. <laughs> this girlfriend doesn't get called for three years. <laughs> After three years, you may play this card again. I like it. I like it for an upcoming unset, and I'm trying to think of how to creatively spell noob so that they can use it for an unset. Uh, N U with that weird symbol above it that the makes it round. sound like ooh, mm. and, and then B, but a small B turned backwards. So that you'd have all these magic players being like, "No, it's nub." No, they'd be saying the, it's the nud because it's a B, a small B. Oh, backwards. The, the B, the B backwards. I see. But nud, nud, nuds. Or, or, excuse me, not nud, but nude. Right, nude, nude. Do be in It's nude yeah, exactly. vengeance. <laughs> Noob and the D. <laughs> so, is there anything else on this list we want to get? We talked about chronologists, corpse hatch. That's pretty cool. What does that's corpse hatch do? Uh, that's the one where you put two, you destroy target non-black creature. It's three colorless, two black, and you put two colorless Eldrazi spawns into play. That's pretty gross. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a uh, 
It's an uncommon. It's like a hideous end with a dragon fodder. Right, but it's it's heavy black, so which would run you pretty much the same. Yeah, it's that's basically price, what right? Yeah, you get, except, and you get you get the cut. You don't except need you get mana off your goblins. Right, so that's good. That's a little better. This death touch, that virulent swipe, I like that. One black, plus two, plus zero, and death touch? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an instant. Oh, Aha! combat trick. Burr. You're yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. But see, the plus two, plus zero, it's interesting, because it's kind of double-sided. Because, I mean, if if you're unless you have first strike, if the creature has first right, strike, then that plus two is going to be awesome. Um, yeah, the hex mage, oh, hell yeah. And then the death touch, ew. But, I mean, if you don't have something with first strike, the death touch is going to kill the other creature regardless of what your pump is. Right. So, yeah. I so, mean, it's, it's good, even if you're using one of your little Eldrazi spawns. Right, and if it's, the for one black, the two more that wins you the game, mm-hmm. forget about it. With a vampire's bite, too? Mm-hmm. Ew. Gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice and cheap. Yeah. I like that it can be rebounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about rebound yet. It'll be in the play that I get it. Right, and, I mean, it's going to really require a lot of thought on your part about it. And it's, it's going to be a tell. Almost. I mean, it could be a tell if you've got a creature that's open and you've got a free spell. I mean, are you going to let it fizzle because, you know, your opponent is expecting it and, like, maybe has some sort of, you know, retaliatory plan because it's like your hand is revealed now. It's like, I've got this. It's waiting. (laughs) I'm going to Jedi mind trick my rebound card. Right. Hmm. Yeah, another level up. Six damage. Oof. Okay, so three colorless, one red, Minotaur Shaman, three, three for four. Okay, I'm cool with that. Um, levels one through five, he's a six, six, so yeah. Turn, what would that be, five? He's a six, six for three and then two more. Right, and then, so this, this he actually answers our question from earlier, is that he doesn't start with a counter because he's a three, three. He comes mm-hmm. in as a three, three, but when he hits level one, he's a six, six. Right, exactly. So he comes in with no level up counters on it. Perfect. So he is a zero. There is yeah. a level zero. Is there level, is zero. level zero. Yep, perfect. Glad we got to the bottom of that. It's like while he's rolling his skill set. They are turning this into D&D, I swear I'm to God. I'm telling you. It's going to be I'm the DMCI, where they'll have the like a dungeon master <laughs> sitting at the table, and he'll be like, you know, you'll want it, you'll go, is it okay if I play this card? He's like, yeah. yes, but you have to say, Shumbulahunaha, as you cast it. And roll this die. Yeah. You have, you Do have, you have all your spell components? You right. can't destroy my creature. I get to make a saving throw first. Yes. Oh, dude, saving throw in magic. Please. And a saving throw enchantment. Please. Roll oh. a ten-sided die. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I like, I like creatures with saving throws. I mean, if we're going to go D&D, at least that, that was a pretty fun thing. The saving yeah. throws were always good. It was like, ha-ha. So if we're going to go D&D, why not give them the saving throw? It'd, it'd be like a battle herda, and they'd be like, hideous in and the saving throw. Just, if, if they're if they're going to go D&D, just cool D&D. Please, do do good D&D. Do, mm-hmm. do, do some of the is better stuff. Is there a D&D stuff. TCG? Huh? There's no D&D TCG, is there? Uh, they've tried once, or maybe even twice. Listeners, let us know. Yeah. Um, but I know they've tried at least once, and it did not farewell. Mm. Well, that's because you don't want to p- be playing around with Uni. Is it Uni? And the the D&D. The D&D? Goat? Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I'm thinking like D&D. I, I totally... In my mind, the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon is so separated from the D&D. I, but, RPG, but you're right. Yes. In fact, what's weird was <laughs> I was thinking about that the card game didn't catch on, but it caught on with the, mini- the, with the miniatures because of the hybridization, and they're like, I don't want to play your dumb miniature game, but I'll use them for my RPG game. And then that made the miniatures like one very profitable thing for 
D and D players. Yeah. Uh, but that was interesting because I, yeah, those worlds cross, and I'm thinking about how D and D and the D and D cartoon don't make sense. So well, it's, it's, it's all there... just one huge blur in my mind. <laughs> Everything is just one huge blur. It could be the D and D cartoon, and they could transform into GI Joe figures. I do not know, man. It's like that's how it all works in my brain. As uh, long as Tiamat, there's a Tiamat card. I'm fucking down. I, they, I'm, you know, well, Progenitus is a little Tiamatty. He is kind it's, of it's that Hydra right. multicolor Hydra dragony. Tiamat could fly. I don't know if Progenitus Pro, can Progenimat. fly. He doesn't really need. He doesn't even need to. Pro, Progenimat. Progenimat. There we go. I like Progenimat. I just want Ralph Mouth doing one of the characters' voices. That's T- all I want from Happy Days. Ralph. Ralph Mouth from Happy Days did uh, Eric the the what would Cavalier Cavalier. That's because I, I remember the I've seen the show so many damn times. It's all about the opening, you know. Thief, barbarian, acrobat, and I messed up the order. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the last one that we have here now that we've DD'd ourselves out is the fire boar, which is kind of like that's cute. It's a one seven. It's a great little blocker for five, I guess. And then you switch its power and toughness, but it doesn't have freaking trample. It's like, okay, at my one tail is going to be wiped out by a chump blocker. I mean, unless you're playing with like Souls Fires or something like that, it's like I attack and I Souls Fire for seven. Right, but he's a great blocker. He's right? a great blocker. I agree, but he's five. At that point, you could have blockers with much better abilities than that. Well, I don't know. It, it's it, it's like that Shoal Serpent from uh, Zendikar. Kimmy used it to great effect. Being able to landfall and then attack with that five-five mm-hmm. huge beastie beast, right? Right. It's I. You know, it's been trained in our minds. It's like we see Defender and go, oh. "Well, he's not." Defender. Well, this is not. He's not. No, no, defender, no. But the Shoal Serpent, right? Is. Like you, you dismiss it because you. And you know, it's like it's easier for a newer player. It's easier to dismiss that. Okay, you got Defender. I don't right. have to and worry about it. And then you're playing it. against it. And you're like, I'm a pro. I'm pretty good. I'm not a pro. <laughs> I'm a pro. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a mediocre player and. You're like, da, 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 I'm going to beat this little... Oh, those stupid soul... Yeah, whatever, what do right? they do? Stupid soul, shoal serpent. Stupid shoal serpent. That is Stupid funny. shoal serpents do what? They... Stupid shoal serpents five, sell five. seashells by the shoal serpents. <laughs> <laughs> They're a 5-5 five, five defender creature. Uh-huh. So that's a pretty decent defender. That's creature. awesome defender. Right. Your voice broke. You really felt that. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, so five five defender with legs. Oh man, it's not awesome. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so five five defender with landfall. When it gets landfall, it becomes loses not defender. A, yeah, right? loses defender. Yeah. That's pretty freaking awesome. How? What does it cost? Like. Five, six. Five, I think. Yeah, five, five it, for five? Mm-hmm. With that happy ability? Mm-hmm. You're now mana a mano with a... Oh, I like that. Mana a mano? <laughs> You're mana a mano... I'm hand with land. ...with their uh, quest for the Gravelord token. Mm-hmm. You can now start duking it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you like to trade? I will trade with you. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's the spoilers. Hey... Well, I'm interested. I can't wait. The 17th, I think, is the pre-release. Yep. And, and I, I think I saw the day that you get a, you get what's his face? You get Emrakul. I think he's the. Uh, yep. I think he's the promo for he's the real cool. pre-re. Emrakul. 
Everybody's cool when they play magic. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Only the coolest of cool people play magic. I think you guys are full of shit. Get I've off our some, show. I've met <laughs> some pretty unfucking cool magic players, let me tell you. Dealing from the bottom of the deck. Well. Giving me the stink eye. Please, I don't want to talk about that 13-year-old. Right. <laughs> oh, you're always bitching about the 13-year-olds, man. I just thought I'd get on the train. Roll them oh, yeah. till they mule. Roll them till they mule? Yeah. Choke them till they goat? <laughs> oh, mule. As in, like, muling and puking. Yes. Not mule as in I was, beast I of burden. I, I can't run rolling them till they mule. I'm like, Arr. what's up, Bill? Smash them till they're an ass? Is that what we're saying here? Smash them till they're an ass. All right, and on that note, we're going to close up this segment. Those are the spoilers with Newbie. Thanks for coming in, Newbie. Thanks. We'll be back for something. I guess. Maybe. Do you guys even know what you're doing? Is it wrong that every time I see a blood braid elf, I want to tape a small piece of paper bag over her face? I jerk off to the cool trans vampire. I've seen him. Sometimes, when I'm playing competitively, I'll call a judge over just to touch them. I still don't understand banding. Sometimes I can't help but hate draft. I know what everybody's picking. I know what they want. And if I have to play Wooberg to fuck up everybody else's game, well, that's just the way it goes. Once, I was playing magic with a friend at KFC, and I tried to lightning bolt his deaf duelist. When he told me it had Shroud, and that I had to target my own creature instead, he then called me a retard for making a stupid play. So I sporked him in his man boob. Coming this summer to Dredging for Humor, Confessions of a Magic Player. Marvel at the idiotic stories as told by the players themselves. I spend more money on ink cartridges printing proxies than I do on actual cards. All right, we're back, and this is going to be a new little segment. We're going to call it Newbie's Rant. And uh, we uh, were talking about Urza and Mishra and how the whole thing tied together and trying to work that whole thing out some episodes back. And when we asked Newbie about his feelings about flavor, uh, this is basically what he told us. What did I tell you? <laughs> uh, I remember going off about flavor and what is flavor exactly? Well, flavor is like the storyline behind the whole, the whole of magic. So oh, I, I remember that definition. I, I just I can't say that I'm feeling it because it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm going to talk a little bit about flavor. What is flavor? I really have no idea because I have no taste buds. Really, when I think about it and I think about magic, what do I think about? I think about playing the damn game. All right? I don't think about sitting down with a novel and spending half of my precious time when I could be cooking or playing dodgeball or, like, flirting with women and read and learn an entire storyline. I'm sorry. I appreciate the people that do. You know, I read Lord of the Rings a bazillion times when I was a kid, and there are certain bits of flavor and storyline that I can get into, but 
for whatever reason, probably because I don't have the mental bandwidth, I have never gotten into the magic storyline. I have a couple of the novels. I've never even cracked them. Like, they're in pristine mint condition. I, I read the little blurbs at the beginnings of the, you know, the little the handbooks, the card guides, and that's great. That's about all I need. I, I, I see what's going on with Urza, and I hear you guys talking all the time about it, and I'm like, okay, I get it. From the perspective of you needing to have something to hold on to and to try and project so you can figure out what the storyline's going to be, and therefore what the cards are going to look like based on what you've read and what you know of the history and the storyline. As far as flavor goes, I think flavor is in the play. I think flavor is on the table. I appreciate the fact that there is a storyline and that there has to be, so there's some sort of cohesion, but the fact is is that there are so many different storylines and there are so many different weird and wild things going on that I have enough of a hard time, because I'm a noob, just keeping track of the flavor on the board. Well, while we understand, I, I just get the sense that you're, you're calling us jaded. That that those of us who like to be who like to read the novels, I think yeah. I think that you're kind of coming down on a because I love the novels. Oh, that's great! No, you know, no, no, good for you. And, I'm and, glad you have. I'm and glad you'll you never, have, you'll never you understand. You will never understand why it was so important for Jace to destroy Tezzeret. You will never understand it. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, and exactly. now I know. And now it's stuck in my brain. And I could have filled that with something else. Good, <laughs> good. I'm glad that something stuck to your brain. <laughs> what do you? How do you feel about this, dude? Um, I'm, I'm pretty cool with it. I, I see what newbie is saying and I too would like to, to live in a world where we didn't have art or, um, italicized sayings on the cards and it was just numbers and empty boxes with abilities. It would still be exciting. I'd be into that. But, um, I, I, I like the books too. Which is your favorite? Um. What was the best storyline? Let me ask you that because like. I, I have to admit, I, I've read, like, you know, the canticles of Dingleberry, the D&D Grey Skull or whatever series. Greyhawk. That's, no. <laughs> Crap, I don't remember. Anyway, it was a D&D storyline, and it was great. So what was your favorite um, storyline in the magic? I think I'll admit to the two listeners we have left... <laughs> that I liked the Ravnica series the best. But I actually, I have a question. Okay. If you don't have taste buds, can you eat poo? I could. That's amazing. I know. Wow, so you know the, uh, the there's, speaking of poo, the, the ones that you shouldn't really bother to read unless, you know, you're bored and you leave them in the bathroom so that you can read them while pooing. And eating it, apparently. <laughs> well, that's your job. Yeah. But, but anyway, like the Lorwyn series, oh god, I, I, they were they were rough. Now, is it because of the author, or is it because I, of the storyline? Is it there's some incongruities? Uh, what no, is it? the storyline was good. I don't know if it was the author. I, I'm not. I don't really feel like criticizing that author right. for that crappy work. <laughs> so what? Is, okay, so but you was it writing style? Was it pace? What 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 was it yeah, that you pace, didn't like? It was like the character development wasn't beautiful and it was just it was just over bleh. I it just it, it felt like mush okay and then on this side over here what was it about the Ravnica series that appealed to you um I the, the thing I I I will say is that 
the the one thing that annoys me is when you have a ton of characters in the novel that are not represented in the game. Ah. Because that is where author needs to go write another book. You know, I mean like if you're gonna if you're gonna write a book about the game or at least having the game's name on the book, I think there is a slight responsibility to maintain a cohesion uh, a, a link you know and i mean that's 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 the that's the flavor argument you know it was like and then it's like well how far does that go do you have to make them badass cuz they're badass in the book you know to get right to the point well, have you complained in the past to me about a character in the book who was badass and awesome but then their card representation was thrown out and it was a piece of uh yes i believe i have um, well, it's interesting because in correlation to what dude's saying, reading the I'm reading the Agents of Artifice right now. I'm almost done, and it's about Jason Tezzeret and Liliana. And there's a lot of supporting characters, but all of them so far have just died in the book. Oh God, I'm sorry if I ever let you read this or hand it to you to read. Anyway, so <laughs> so anyway, they, spoiler alert. <laughs> so they have no. Uh, Cards for him. It makes sense. But this one, I, I was totally going to recommend that you read it. They, they all die. I'm going to go to the bookstore and write that on the inside of the cover. <laughs> they all die. <laughs> they all die. <laughs> Heads up. They all die. So anyway, I was going to recommend it to you, but it takes place on Ravnica. And it's, oh. it's very interesting. Like, there's a little play between that and some other planes, but it's Jace and Ravnica. Which really makes me wonder, like, when they get these guys to write this book, is it a call from Mark Rosewater? And, and how much is R&D, you know, feeding these guys? You know, I mean, these authors. How much do these authors know I about think the like, I think, like, five, six Twinkies a day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh... So, to tighten up my rant, now that I've got a little bit of both sides, I would like to conclude by saying that the dude has a mind and a knack for reading and learning storylines, histories, archetypes, everything down the line, and also happens to be a professor of English. So probably is a little disgruntled with the fact that I am putting out there that I think reading this shit is pointless. But I'm I'm thinking now I'm I'm gonna pick up one of the Ravnica ones, not one of the Lorwyn ones, and uh, put it in the bathroom and uh, read it at my leisure. <laughs> but, right, exactly. And on your side, you know, I respect the fact that you know you too have that mind and also have pretty much nothing else to do ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I can see you getting into them. <laughs> wow, <laughs> awesome. But now I'm, now I'm curious now. And I always have been. It's just like, honestly, I, I've been reading a lot of neurology books and, yeah, a lot of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely part of what I'm, where I'm at with that. Because, you know, if I had a little time, I would, you know, that would be a nice light fantasy reading. Actually, I haven't read fantasy in a while. I've been on a super sci-fi kick. So yeah, it's very, that, that influences it's very it all. It's very light reading. That's the, that's the beauty of it. It's like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. You know, you could easily read one of them in two days. <laughs> And it's well worth it. Although, the, I, I have to say that uh, R.E. Marnell, I think, is the author of this one, and it's really good writing. I mean, it's it's really decent. He pulled the story together. It felt like it was a little off in the beginning, and it does this weird thing, but I'm not going to explain that just yet. And uh, 
but his writing is good, and the way he's tied it back together at the end of the book, I feel really good about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, flavor. <coughs> I, I like the flavor of the play. I do. Uh, well, this has been Newbie's Rant. Yep. And uh, until we play again, this has been Dredging for Humor, and you haven't. I like big butts. Tree folk are my friends. I was the guy that suggested Magic the Gathering Muppets Edition. Sometimes when I'm playing on Moto, I like to put on extra clothes just to counter those people that are playing in their underwear. I'm a magic player that needs a hug. One time I was playing a large hairy man who tapped one swamp, took off his shirt and said, Check out this figure. That was an awkward moment. Am I alone in wondering what Wild McCoddle tastes like? I play cards with a guy who uses porno cards for his sapperling tokens, and even though I keep losing to it, I keep wanting him to play it. He tells me, but it keeps beating you, and I say no. I keep beating it. Coming this summer to Dredging for Humor, Confessions of a Magic Player. Marvel at the idiotic stories as told by the players themselves. I keep telling my mom that I play magic, and she keeps saying that I'm a magician. Last Christmas, she got me linking rings. Welcome to the Dredging for Humor News Minutes, where we bring you the magic news you won't hear anywhere else. First off, today in entertainment news, Ridley Scott has signed a deal with the Eldrazi to appear in a remake of Aliens. However, as part of the deal, the movie must be shot in black and white, as the Eldrazi apparently will not appear in color. In financial news, you still can't afford a Jace. And in other news, the search for a group of allies is entering day two. The dude is currently walking to Zendikar, and we will be in contact with him after this commercial break. With Easter just around the corner, we at Scaldsbury Tarns would like to remind you to go out and get your hands on our Scaldsbury Dingus eggs. Filled with a rich, creamy center, you won't want to wait to get it in your mouth. Scaldsbury Tarns checks their dinguses daily to ensure the freshest of eggs. Scaldsbury Dingus eggs are just so good you'll have to take two. Welcome back. The dude has arrived in Zendikar and is coming to us live thanks to our planar uplink provided by W and UBRG Artifice Technologies, ramping your mana since antiquities. Hey dude, how was the walk? Blind eternities are a bitch, man. But the mana here in Zendikar is so plentiful, it's the first time I've ever hardcast progenitus. Do you mean progenitus? 
Yeah, whatever. You say Fage the Untouchable, I say Fadge the Untouchable. We know what game we're playing. So, it's hot, and I'm standing here with Mr. Oren Reeves, who is a naturalist and expert on the subject of the local ecology and infrastructure. Hello, my name's Oren Reeves, and uh, we've been out here looking for these allies for the last two days. Uh, they went up into the Lava Claw Reaches, but uh, we haven't seen any sign of them except for uh, a bandana that was left behind by one of the uh, Arbaz Druids that was on the expedition. And, and Mr. Reeves, is this a frequent occurrence? You know these these kids these days they they go up there they all they all want to see the uh, Valakut lava and and they they just don't realize that the lands are coming to life and uh, that's a that it's just a dangerous place to be. All right, kids. So if you're out there camping, always bring well, an ally. I, I hope that there's some sign of those kids soon. I, I, it's just sad that when people get lost, you know, I'm sure that their families are very worried. Me too. It doesn't look good. Back to you. Well, I hope you have a nice walk back. And finally, in sports, the Caravan Herda 500 has been canceled due to dust storms. Instead, race fans will likely attend the 5th annual Nickel Bolas Lookalike Contest in Indianapolis, Indiana. This has been the Dredging for Humor News Minutes, brought to you by Scaldsbury Tarns and W and UBRG. May you always top deck the best. These foil cards make me lose sleep. I try and try, but still they creep. They're on my mind the whole night through. These foil cards, what will I do? Color blue.